welcome to another episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast. Coming to you once again from high above the mellow mushroom. Kind of, sort of, maybe a little bit live. Uh, we'll get it up. We'll post this thing eventually, won't we, Mondo? Yeah, we will. Sure we will, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm here. That was the voice of our fearless, peerless engineer, Mondo Grimes, uh, who is uh, moving tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So you got all your stuff packed up? Uh, yeah, everything's packed. Don't things not ready is the bunk bed, which is going to be a whole other event <laughs> in itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. taking this thing apart and remembering what goes where. where. That's right, exactly, exactly. So a lot of pictures will be taken, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of sticky notes. Yeah, right. Yeah, stuff like that. So it was either I do it and right. go through this event, or either I pay probably another hundred bucks or so for the guys to do it. Right. So it's like you know what? No, let me go no. get my my tool belt and that's put my right. big boy boots on and uh, camera. Yeah, yeah. Digital, my digital camera. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna need some whiskey in a couple of hours. I oh, know, man. So, other than that, the entire house is ready. I mean, boxes. I mean, my wife is pretty OCD when it comes to that. Really? I mean, it literally looks like a commercial. That must be amazing. Wow. Like, I mean, everything's boxed. You know what it is, what room it goes into. All she has, she has little signs that will be hung from wow. the, the, the door. Yeah. That tells you which room that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just. Go to yeah, it's nice. pretty cool. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. And I will en- I will enjoy a nice little brewski while they're moving. <laughs> wow, just hanging out and talking to them and shooting the crap around, you know. You know that that never happened for me when when Allie and I first married. We moved a ton. Our first six years, we lived in six states. Um, yeah, but Allie was not into the organized packing thing, and. And later, after the kids came along, you know, the system we kind of figured out was she would do what she could, and then she'd head out with the kids, and then I would pack. <laughs> um, so not everything arrived at the next place. It was my chance to kind of get rid of stuff. Yeah, and, and then my organization, such as it was, didn't match her organization. So by the time we finally got it sorted out at the next house, yeah. it was time to move again. Yeah. 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 Now I'm not the we're not the, we're not the only movers here. We no. got uh, yeah. we have a guest in the house. Jamie Bennett is here in hey. transit, making a big move. That's right. From Philadelphia to Florida. Yep. Uh, destination destination. You know roughly where you're going to move. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, somewhere between West Palm and Boca. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. So you pack the wife and the three dogs into the yes. car, right? And uh, where are all your earthly goods? Well, basically, the company just came and picked them up, took them over the river into New Jersey, dropped them off. And <laughs> they put stickers on it. They did a full inventory. I couldn't believe how much stuff we had. Oh, well, yeah. They yeah. showed me the inventories. 155 bucks. I thought we had 40 boxes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it got a little bigger than I thought. So it's in Jersey. And 155. Was- I'm betting, having been to your house, that 100 of those boxes are books. Yeah, yeah, most of them are books, which the movers are really happy about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, they made sure to pack those in big boxes. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, well, the funny thing was, actually, they filled their truck. Yeah. And there was still stuff in the house. Yeah. Wow. And oh. they were like, um, yeah, you have more stuff than you told us you had. <laughs> like, we're going to come back in the morning 
So I had no bed because they packed up the bed and everything. So we stayed at a hotel. And yeah. Came back the next morning. They got the rest. They were out of there. Yeah, but unfortunately, they kept the price the same. Oh right, right. Yeah. <laughs> in a in a multiple sort of sense, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they were charging like five dollars for a roll of tape here and there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they used a lot of tape too. Yeah, exactly. So. They get commission on tape. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That's crazy. They got to deal with 3M or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So w- w- when you when you guys land in Florida, how are you going to get this stuff from Jersey down? They just truck it down after that. Yeah, basically okay. as soon as we have an address, we call them, and they say three days later we'll have our stuff. Cool. Yeah. It'll probably take about three days to sort out all the paperwork and that kind of stuff. I have never, ever been professionally moved. I'm so envious of both of you guys. (laughs) I've hired hired a moving service, but I've never been professionally moved. (laughs) (laughs) Our last move, Allie and I moved two doors down. We moved. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, well, we didn't move so much as migrate. It still took six months to do it. (laughs) Yeah. This is my this is my third time being professionally moved. Yeah. And I've done it the other way probably fifteen or so times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last one nine months ago was just brutal. And this one I'm like, dude, I don't care. I'm I gotta save some money up, man. Yeah. It's just to just to know that these guys can have it done in half the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. they they bring some dude named like, you know, you know Tyrone up in there. Yeah. Who can like put a couch on his back? That's right. right. And yeah. Still yeah. have a conversation with you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, like, give me that dude. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Exactly. It's like, and they just knock it out, man. I mean, they, they said it'd be done in three hours. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, like whole house, you know. So you got you know a two bedroom little condo. Yeah. Move to a three bedroom. Yeah. And in two in three hours. Wow. Like that's awesome. What I really want to hear is, I want I want to be able to lay over what we're doing right now. Like this conversation about Mondo drinking a beer while everybody's bringing the boxes in. Yeah. I want to be able to compare that to two weeks from now, <laughs> when Mondo tells what really happened. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, well, they like, gotta be carrying boxes. Fantasy, reality. <laughs> no, that's my. That's, that's what I want to do. Yeah. But yeah. It probably won't happen. The one before. fly in the ointment is I can see these guys are these guys are going to move him in three hours. He's going to spend eight hours trying to put those bunk beds back together. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't kidding, man. Oh my gosh. I'm dreading. Yeah. You guys are making me look forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What you been up to, Nate? You know, uh, hey, congratulate uh, Allie and me. This is 36 years married today. Wow. Oh, nice. Isn't that awesome? Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful, man. It's also the one-year anniversary of her uh, cancer diagnosis, and we celebrated by another trip to the hospital in the early hours of yesterday morning she her heart went out of rhythm with uh, atrial fibrillation which is exciting uh, <laughs> so uh, I blew through a bunch of red lights getting to the hospital yeah. and uh, they went to work right away and gave her some wonder drugs that slowed her heartbeat down and then her heart went back in normal rhythm and they released her so she's back home did you go to uh, Williamson yeah we went to we went to Williamson yeah so, uh, yeah, a little bit of excitement. But you know what? She'd been feeling so good. We, we, ever since we got back last weekend from Fort Lauderdale, where we uh, spoke at uh, an event at Calvary Chapel, Fort Lauderdale, uh, for married folks, something called Protecting Your Marriage was us. 
and Bob Barnes and his wife, Rosemary, uh, an event that they first, when they called us for the first time, they anticipated 250 people would attend. Uh, but then they announced it and a thousand people registered and then uh, registration kept climbing. By the time we got there on Friday, they told us they were expecting 2,000 people. Whoa! Wow. Yeah, 4,000 showed up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And uh, Allie just did a wonderful job. Uh, she took questions. Of course, we couldn't take all the questions. They were take. They were people could submit questions via text or Twitter, and there were 400 questions that came in. While we were on stage, so we only got to three or four of them. Wow! But still, it was a it was a wonderful time. And then after that, I got to spend. Uh, Allie came home, and I went for two days to Houston to Kingwood Bible Church with our friend uh, Chad Barrett down there. Had a really good time with the men of uh, Kingwood Bible Church and worshipped with them on Sunday morning. And then got home. So busy, busy weekend. Yeah. Newton, what's new? Ah, uh, man. Um, a lot, a lot is new. The, the fun part about what's new is I spent half the week, all the weekend, at um, Montgomery Bell State Park with a handful of Samson guys. Oh, nice! Uh, the Nolansville Samson group, Samson group. Let's say that right. Um, we uh, rented a couple of campsites, and I think about, about six or seven of us most nights. Yeah. Some guys kind of came and came and went, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had six or seven guys just hanging out. Drinking some beers, doing some fishing, hanging out by fires, talking. What a super! It was, it was great. What a super thing for a brand new group. That's yeah. Just mm -hmm. finding its groove. Yeah. Only been together a few months. That's a smart thing yeah, to do. Yeah. It was. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, we there were some new guys in the group. Well, <clears throat> our group has some new guys that weren't able to make it. We were really hoping that they could. Um, but even even so, not having like because I guess we've actually been meeting for maybe a year. Yeah. I think that sounds about right. Um, so we've got connection, but it's just good to do it outside of where we go for the meeting after the meeting and outside of where we go to the meeting. Right, yeah. Just to do something a little bit different. Um, and for me personally, because a lot of the guys hadn't, didn't have a lot of experience outside. Mm -hmm. And this is like camping light. You right, know, there's yeah. electricity, <laughs> yeah. there's water that you just pump. There's a guy with the TV in his RV watching... <laughs> You know, who knows that, what? That would door. be me. That would be me. Right, <laughs> exactly. There's kids with razor scooters and dogs, and um, yeah. but you're still sleeping outside. Well, we were sleeping outside. Um, right, yeah. Um, and so it was cool to, to be able to introduce some of the guys to just some of the some something about like outdoor living yeah. or outdoor mm -hmm. adventure or, right, or whatever. Right. Um, so that was, I mean, that was really rewarding for me. Right. Caught my first fl fish on a fly rod this weekend. Nice. That was, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Nice. Um, not not big, but it's still pretty cool. It's you a fish. It's a fish. You yeah. Caught it. Yeah. And it was living. Yeah, I am, and that that does qualify me as the weirdest vegan in the world. <laughs> <clears throat> that wears leather because he thinks it's a good product, <laughs> and that fishes because he thinks it's neat. Um, but they don't eat what he catches. So, yeah. world's worst vegan. <laughs> yeah, so, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a, it was a good weekend, good week. All right. So, yeah. all you Samson guys out there, know to invite Newton to your next barbecue. He's <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> you don't have to worry about him eating all the yeah all the beef. But yeah. I will drink all your beer. That's yeah. right. Terrorized potato salad. 
All right. Well, we'll be back in just a moment here on the scintillating Pirate Monk podcast. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot, drink up me hearties, yo ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hope, drink up me hearties, yo ho. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. And we are back on the Pirate Monk Podcast. Uh, there's been a little bit of a, a technical a glitch in today's show. We had scheduled a guest who I was very much looking forward to interviewing, a dating expert nonetheless. Uh, however, when I looked at the confirmation moments ago for our <laughs> 11 o'clock appointment, <laughs> I discovered that we, uh, we set it for 11 o'clock Pacific time. Well, that wouldn't be a problem, except we are in Central, Central time. time. <laughs> The trouble with time zones. Yeah, that's right. So look, uh, look forward <laughs> to uh, an interview with James Wilson of Dating with Dignity in a future episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast. But for now, I think uh, Newton and Jamie and I, what do you say we have ourselves a little mini-meeting? Cool. Sounds All right. Sounds good. Okay, let's do it. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, by way of explanation to our listeners, Aaron is not with us. He's back home. He did make it back home to California. Uh, he did survive a Samson trip with some of our local guys down to Tuscaloosa, where we had nice. a grand time. Plenty of barbecue and good fellowship, and uh, just a very, very rewarding time giving it away down there. Cool. But he's back and busy, and uh, so we miss him, but we're going to forge ahead without Aaron. But we've got Jamie Bennett, lately of Philadelphia, sitting in. Uh, and you're gonna, you're gonna, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, we we have a different beard. I'm the only unbearded person in the room now. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. What's that feel like? (laughs) Is that, is that shaming? Is that? (laughs) I'll tell you what, if I could grow a decent beard, I would. Uh, All right. Well, I want to welcome you to this mini meeting of the Samson Society. As you know, we're a company of Christian men. We're also natural loners who recognize the dangers of isolation and are uh, determined to escape them. And while I'm reading this intro, Newton, why don't you yeah. come up with our, our topic? Okay. All right. Uh, we're, uh, as I said, natural loners who've recognized the dangers of isolation and are determined to escape them. We're natural wanderers who are finding spiritual peace and prosperity at home. Natural liars who are now finding freedom in the truth. We're natural judges who are learning how to judge ourselves aright, and natural strongmen who are experiencing God's strength as we admit our weaknesses. As Christians, we meet at other times for worship, for teaching, and for corporate prayer. Today, however, we meet to talk. Our purpose is to assist one another in our common journey. We do so by sharing, honestly, out of our own personal experience, the challenges and encouragements of daily Christian living in a a fallen world. Our faith rests, uh, oh, let me see. We're not going to go ahead and we'll not read the uh, fact right now or the path right now. We're going to jump straight to sharing. We have already reached the sharing portion of our meeting. (laughs) In sharing, we speak honestly out of our own experience. We tell the truth about ourselves, knowing that our brothers will listen to us in love and will hold whatever we say in strictest strictest confidence. confidence. Uh, We try to keep our comments brief, taking care to leave plenty of time for others. We address our statements to the group as a whole rather than directing them toward any one person. 
As a rule, we refrain from giving advice to others or instructing them during the meeting, believing that such conversations are best reserved for private moments between friends. Our suggested topic today is... Let's go with stewardship. Oh, stewardship. <laughs> or we won't go with stewardship. No! How about... Know what? You know what? It, just because it's an uncomfortable subject doesn't mean <laughs> we shouldn't do it. All right. Well, uh, then let's stick with stewardship. Let's, let's go there. Yeah. Why not? Okay. So it's stewardship. Uh, and it will not involve a pitch for money, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is free. Okay. Uh, but if you want to send money, the address is. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're not entirely confined to that subject. Uh, if uh, you're free uh, to uh, talk about anything that's currently commanding your attention, the floor is now open. I'm Newton. Hey, Newton. Hey, Newton. And since I picked the topic, I guess I'll start. Um, it's funny, I don't resonate with stewardship in a, as much in a money sense or a financial sense as I do um, talents and gifts and that sort of thing. Um, you know, I, someone mentioned to me last night, like I really feel like it's being a good steward on my part on these like camping trips and things like that Yeah. to share that spiritual aspect of, of what the outdoors means to me to share that with other guys mm -hmm. and to be, be responsible in that uh, or to be a good steward of the gifts God's given me you know um, to not shirk responsibility God's given me leadership um, traits and if I run away from that I'm being a poor steward of that mm -hmm. and so I, when I think of stewardship I think of um Man, man, managing may not be the right word, but those gifts that God has given me that I can use for His benefit, since they're really His gifts. Um, and, and there's sure there's a financial aspect to that, um, but it's been a, a recent, I mean, over the last few years, an awakening, I guess, that God has given me, you know, just things that I'm good at, things that I enjoy doing, and that I can do that for His glory that I can do that to help other guys. Yeah. Um, that there's spaces I can step into to, to help other guys. And if I don't, then I feel like I'm, I don't know, just as guilty of not tithing, finger quotes, tithing my talents mm -hmm. as I am not tithing my money. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, that's a, a really important thing to me. And I'm, I'm grateful that I've had that realization to say, you know, people ask me to do things because they think I'm good at them. Mm -hmm. You know, people ask, you know, at my church asked me to be a youth leader because they see that I'm good at that. Mm -hmm. and, and I should do that because there's something that, there's a, there's a role that I can play in a, a person's life that couldn't be played by somebody else. Yeah. Or, you know, that, I've, that I'm drawn to that. Um, and I'm just, I'm really glad. And you've, you've talked about, Nate, that, you know, that it's, in some way your story is a good thing, mm -hmm. you know, because you've become this poster boy for authenticity and, and all that. And I feel like in my story has that same way, that I, I can be a, 
a good steward to that story and being open and talking about you know where I've come from what I've done what what the growth process has been like for me yeah um, and to me that when I hear stewardship that's what I that's what I hear that's what I resonate with and it could also be that I'm a bad tither and so I've rationalized <laughs> stewardship <laughs> with with effort um, but that's that's what I think of um, that's why my eyes were drawn to it I guess so that's it I'm Newton thanks, thanks Newton. Newton I'm Jamie and uh, you know stewardship is is a tough one because uh, you know when we talk about being a good steward of our talents and things like that and one of my talents is squandering uh, my gifts <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like which do we cultivate here you know <laughs> But, you know, I've gotten a lot of uh, lessons this year in, in stewardship. Um, I've been doing a lot of marketing and been trusted with, with a lot of stuff that affects a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's humbling, it's encouraging, and it's good real-world uh, practical application of, um, you know, I'm handling someone else's money and what I do affects people I care about, you know. So that, that has been a really good discipline for me. Um, and although I, I did learn some things, uh, like the Motel 6 in Pompano Beach um, is not worth <laughs> saving the money on. Uh, <laughs> go down the road to the La Quinta, you know. And, and so that, that there's little things that, that I've done and little trade-offs I've made. Um, and I think that, it, while that's a very financial practical thing I think there's uh, sort of some, some spiritual connections for myself as well I mean you can't uh, always expect yourself to be a hundred percent on top sometimes there there's a trade-off sometimes your prayer life uh, is, is failing but if you're um, if you're spending your time worrying about that uh, it's it's easy to get off track in other areas and uh, my pastor is when I've kind of grapes about my own inability to keep a, a perfect prayer life um, his admonition to me was simply at least in the morning and at least in the evening pray Lord Jesus Son of God have mercy on me a sinner mm-hmm. uh, it's called the Jesus prayer and, and uh, it's adapted from scripture but if you could at least do that much mm-hmm. and I found that uh, by taking the weight off of my back of feeling like I need to do this big prayer rule and just simply keeping it at least that much, it's so much easier to do the rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that, and that opens up uh, the door for, for stewardship with um, with the other talents and, and gifts that God has, has given me. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that. I'm Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, I'm Nate. Yeah, I do kind of wince, maybe because I spent a few brief and miserable years as a pastor. I um, wince at the name, uh, at at the word stewardship, sure. which in the church tends to be, you know, a code for money. And uh, it was a subject that I avoided as a preacher because I didn't want to be one of those televangelist guys who. Uh, was all about the offering plate, so I really tried to keep it low-key. Um, and I guess I'm hyper-sensitive to the whole money thing, partly because when it comes to money, you know, I've been a spectacularly poor steward of money. 
if we believe, as I think we should believe as Christians, that uh, you know the money we have is actually God's money entrusted to us uh, to you know spend and invest wisely, uh, not to hoard and not to waste, but to use well. Uh, I've been so irresponsible as a financial steward. Uh, you know, you don't. Uh, that, uh, I'm sure I've said here on the podcast before, but to go. You know, when I finally got into recovery and, and uh, trying to do a first step, and I've got a, a sponsor who is trying to get me to understand how out of control my life has been. And he's, you know, so he suggests that I break out a spreadsheet and see if I can calculate how much money I've spent on porn and hookers. And, and, the, and the number comes to $300,000. Ouch. Uh, you know, that was. And, uh, but I'm capable of that kind of irresponsible behavior with money. Money just kind of tends to flow through my fingers like water. Uh, so for me, a big part these days, a big part of financial stewardship is to involve other more responsible people in the handling of my money. Uh, so I've got some safety there and that uh, I've got, uh, I'm grateful for that. So I've got people who help me now with my money. Otherwise, I'd be wasting more of it than I waste now. But it wasn't just money, and I'm really glad that you guys really immediately broadened the topic beyond filthy lucre to talk <laughs> about talent and time uh, when I think of 20 wasted years. I remember hearing uh, Chris Christopherson back in the 70s during his brief flirtation with the Christian faith. Uh, writing that song, Lord Help Me Jesus, and the line that has just dogged me all these years is, you know, Lord, I don't know if you, you guys may be too young to know the song, Lord Help Me Jesus, I've wasted it so. Uh, that's the, and I look back and I see how much I've wasted. I've wasted years uh, not being present, spent entire years in a dissociated state uh, not present, not fully present with my wife, with my kids. Uh, uh, you know, running, you're running two lives. Uh, you you can't be present in either one of them fully, mm -hmm. right? Um, and uh, I do. You know, I recognize that God has entrusted me with, uh, you know, not earth-shattering talent, but in some areas. Some above average talent in verbal expression. I can, I can write, I can speak, um, and you know, have not been disciplined enough to do that. I'm, I'm humbled by God's ability to take even our irresponsibility and make something beautiful out of it. <laughs> so, I'm, and I'm grateful that Allie and I do have kind of this shared commitment now. We know that, you know, now we get to steward this redemption that God has given us, this healing of our relationship and this uh, uh, recovery from sexual addiction. And we know that that's not ours to keep. So there's an implicit understanding between Allie and me that when somebody needs help, if it's within our capacity to help, the answer is always yes. Mm -hmm. We'll take the phone call. 
we'll meet with folks, we'll, we'll do anything we can to give away what's been given to us. And, and that way, I guess, we're kind of stewarding this gift of redemption. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, I'm trying to steward better this body that God has given me on loan. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I just abused and neglected it for so long, and uh, it's a it's a it's a vehicle that's necessary for the carrying of this message I have for this brief length of time on this planet, and uh, it's irresponsible of me not to take care of it. So I'm trying to steward that a little better to make sure that I get enough sleep and I, that I get some decent nutrition. That I force myself into enough physical exercise to keep myself in some, all of which uh, helps maintain the quality of my recovery, makes it possible, more possible for me to be mentally and emotionally and spiritually present wherever I am. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think for me, good stewardship is this balance between, you know, holding and keeping. It's uh, good stewardship is not hoarding my money or my time. It's not living for myself, but it's paying enough attention to my time and what I have, you know, so not to just squander it, because um, these resources that God has given me are very, very limited. Hmm. I only have a little bit of time. I only have so much physical energy. Uh, you know, I can only think of one thing at a time. Financial resources are limited, so I uh, I need to be in a giving mode, but not so reckless in my spending. That's what I've done. I've spent my life, my money, my time, my physical energy so recklessly, as though it's unlimited. Uh, so I, I, I'm still learning how to uh, to spend more wisely, and it, it astonishes me how easily I can lapse into that old, insane recklessness. Mm -hmm. And uh, eat and spend and live as if there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many tomorrows I have, but I know that if I'll be present today and give well, if I give, I get more, I do know that. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so I uh, revoke my earlier reluctance <laughs> to address the topic. It's a good topic. It's a good reminder. Thanks, Newton, for picking uh, stewardship as the topic of this mini-meeting. All right, I guess it's over and out on the mini-meeting. We will be back in a moment here on your Pirate Monk Podcast. Back in the Pirate Monk podcast, we're going to go to the mailbag a little bit. Uh, Mondo has had to leave the studio uh, to go retrieve children. 
His own children. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I heard a very terrible, terrible line today <laughs> that said, <laughs> "You can say a lot of bad." You can say a lot of bad things about pedophiles, but at least they drive slowly past schools. Oh, my. <laughs> oh my it's just wrong. Um, that came out of nowhere. Anyway, uh, so, uh, yes, Mondo has gone to school to pick up his children. Right. And Anupna is going to have to leave us shortly yeah. to go plot the construction of a new climbing Hopefully. Uh, however... I am still here with our guest, and momentarily with uh, with Newton, and we have the mailbag. I'm going to go to the mailbag. Here is a note from a guy named Jim. Hey, uh, pirate monks, I'm very glad to have found you after reading Nate's book and attending Samson meetings and listening to some podcasts. I feel blessed and thankful. I have a few suggestions for topics. As a convert from Presbyterian to Catholic, I would love to hear you interview uh, Dr. Scott Hahn, form, a noted Catholic theologian and former Presbyterian. I think you'd find it very engaging. I've heard him speak several times. Uh, second, uh, Jack Jezreel, founder of Just Faith, would be another excellent interview. Third, Father Greg Boyle, Jesuit priest and founder of Homeboy Industries, would be outstanding. By the way, I like this and, and love to get uh, guest suggestions from listeners. Please. Uh, be inspired by Jim and send us your your, uh, your suggestions too. All right. Lastly, the topic of church division and ecumenism would be very interesting, regardless of who you choose, who's relevant to that topic. I suspect I'm not the only Catholic in the Samson Society, and I truly believe that church division is an enormously important issue. If Christians can't come together, what kind of example does that set to non-Christians, agnostics, and atheists? What chance do we have in the long run of human history to find peace mm. in this world? Mm. Well, thanks, Jim. Appreciate the suggestion. And uh, now, the reason this letter caught my eye is uh, because I know that our guest, our friend, uh, Jamie Bennett here, uh, has done some, uh, you know, migration himself within that vast spectrum of the Christian faith. Yeah. In fact, one of I just had an exciting time in Philadelphia last summer or the summer before. It was the only time I ever went to a Samson meeting in a Greek Orthodox church. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, what thoughts does? First of all, I want to hear about the Samson Society in Philly. You started it, now you've left it. Yeah, yeah. the, the short of it is, is uh, uh, Ryan Gibson, who's mm -hmm. a Samson guy originally from Knoxville, uh, he and I moved to Philadelphia around the same time, got connected through the website, Yeah. decided to start a group, and we started by just having beers together every mm -hmm. Thursday, I think it was, and a group eventually grew up out of that. Yeah. And it's uh, now a Monday night group, and at this point, it's self-sustaining. Nice. Um, Ryan left maybe six months ago, mm -hmm. and I kind of realized that, and I, I hadn't been going to a lot of the meetings because I've been out of town a lot, and I realized, oh my gosh, these meetings are still going without <laughs> one or the other of us. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so that was, that was pretty thrilling. And 
we kind of had a rotating cast of characters because initially we we reached out to the um, seminary community, right? And of course, they all got jobs and moved on uh, to other states. Sure. But at this point, um, the group is self-sustaining. There's usually at least five guys, so it's still pretty small. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's interesting, you know, you talk about the ecumenism and stuff. We have a couple Catholic guys. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Coptic Orthodox guy. Wow. Me and uh, Russian Orthodox, and then um, some evangelicals. Yeah, it's pretty great. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so obviously, you spend most of your time debating theology. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> funny. We spent almost no time doing that. Yeah. Every now and then, we'd ask each other questions about, you know, what what's your traditions yeah. take on this? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. for the most part, that just wasn't central to our our community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's more about kind of loving each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Being there for each other and with each other. Yeah. And inviting the presence of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful thing. Uh, how does it feel uh, leaving that group? You know, uh, I'm okay. I I'm. I'm gonna miss the guys. Yeah, but I because the group is consistently going on. Yeah, I'm absolutely happy to to say goodbye and and uh, keep in touch with them. But I left them. I made some little Silas cards. Yeah, left those with those guys. I figured I could take them with me, but I made them for that group. Nice. And so I just left all that. And uh, even when I wasn't attending, we actually had had to pay a little bit of rent to the church we were we were meeting oh, at. Uh, yeah. And one of our guys, well, Ryan was paying it for well over a year without telling us right. that we had to do that. So when he left, we realized we had a uh, rent to pay. Right. But I'd keep paying the rent and that kind of stuff, helping to pay the rent, and, yeah. uh, even when I wasn't going to meetings. And uh, I don't know, I just feel really good that those guys have a solid thing going, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring in some new guys in that area and yeah. bring freedom to, to more guys in the Chestnut Hill area of Philadelphia. Right. And meanwhile, you're going to bring your experience uh, to South Florida. Yeah. So, guys in the vicinity of West Palm to Boca, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, I know we got Samson guys down there. Yeah. Some rookies and some veterans. Uh, they're about to have a new friend in Jamie Bennett. That's awesome. If you see a guy with three beagles walking around, <laughs> hit him up. That's right. Three beagles and a beard. There we go. Hey, tell me about the Silas card. What do you, I don't know what that is. Yeah, it, it's just a very simple card. Um, on one side it says uh, the part, oh, how does it go, um, in honest detail. Yeah. Um, it's got that line yeah. on there, and then you flip it over. Uh, it's got a little Pirate Monk logo, and then it just has several questions. Um, I think I got the questions from you. Yeah. Um, you know, what am I doing? What am I thinking yeah. about doing? What am I uh, feeling? Yeah. So it's, it's like the four check-in questions in yeah. wallet form. Yeah. So they can carry it around, and then when they make their phone call or shoot an email or whatever, yeah. they got the handy reference. You know, I, I think most of our guys aren't using that currently, yeah. but that was what got them started. Yeah, yeah but for a new guy, like trying to know how to navigate yeah exactly the silas relationship and what a check-in should look like and the, and the funny That's thing cool. is i think most of the guys in our group have not even read the book most huh. of the guys it's uh, awesome. only a couple of them that read the book so it was a good way to get people started yeah. in their silas relationships yeah, yeah. now on this topic of ecumenism i mean i do love the fact that you know the samson society group that began at christ community church in, in uh, here in franklin tennessee 
most of the guys who attend the group now don't go to Christ Community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're drawn from all kinds of churches. Uh, and we've got uh, Catholics and Protestants within the group. I've seen even more diversity than that traveling around the country. Occasionally I'll be at a meeting. Now we always say we're a company of Christian men, but we've got an open door. Uh, and we're upfront about the confession of faith, but I've been in meetings where there's LDS guys who've come in. Oh, interesting. Uh, at, the, uh, uh, at a weekend that I spoke at just a few weeks ago for a church in Wichita Falls, Texas, there were two uh, Jewish guys, father and son, not Christian Jews, Jewish guys. Interesting. Uh, who've been uh, hanging at that Samson meeting and uh, came to the whole weekend retreat and loved it. Uh, so I, I do think that it's just crucially important that we not subject each other to orthodoxy tests on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Or even, I mean, I would even say faith tests. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I've recognized about, you know, having sat in Samson meetings for years now, is that a lot of times, whatever a guy is fighting, whatever addiction has wrecked a guy's life, wherever he is, it affects his faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he may not have enough faith to really get past the, the fact. Yeah. The first, the first statement of the fact. Yeah. I'm not going to kick that guy out. Right. You know? Right, 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 right. Like it's it's a it's a place where whether you believe you know, in like if you're Russian Orthodox or you're Church of Christ or you're whatever, or yeah. you don't believe at all right now because you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Come sit in the circle. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Just be loved. Yeah. Yeah. And and learn how to love somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but first just be loved. And that's why it's crucial, you know, we we put that right in the charter that the Samson Society is an extension of the Church Universal that can make no contracts with congregations, denominations, causes, or campaigns. Right. It's important that we do not allow this incipient divisiveness that has haunted the church for years. Did you know that there are now 30,000 Christian denominations? Wow. <laughs> 30,000. Huh. And it's real important that we do not allow that spirit to fracture this fellowship. Yeah. Right? And so uh, we don't work to convert anybody from Presbyterianism to Catholicism or the other way around. Yeah. And, and the reality is, you know, as the Charter says, it's we're not a church, we're not a denomination. Right. Yeah. So we're all seeking recovery, we're seeking healing. Right. Um, and we can work together that in, in a different context than our particular denomination or, or right. church that we attend on Sundays. Right. I think, right, right. I think the neat thing, because I mean, there, I mean, there are different faith streams in, in you know, single groups. Yeah. I've learned, like, my faith has developed because I've talked to Catholic guys. I'm not Catholic. I'm not Presbyterian, for that matter. You know, right. I learned more about Presbyterian forms and things like that that frankly I thought were kind of cool mm-hmm. and that, that it enhanced my faith because of exposure to someone that sits in a different pew than me yeah on Sundays like none of that's a bad thing right yeah right. you know right exactly yeah all are welcome right right <laughs> yeah. right right so we don't have to hide our religious affiliation yeah. right right we can we can we can respect and celebrate uh, diversity of, of practice 
uh, as long as we maintain the unity of the brotherhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Jim, for those suggestions. We'll follow up and see if we can't get some stimulating conversation going here. Uh, and I, I second the vote for Dr. Scott Hahn. I think Dr. Hahn would be a good one. All right. So you know the name. Yeah. Does that okay. mean you're in charge of it? Books. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look out, man. Uh, the position of executive uh, producer of the show is, is open. So, oh, my. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been a, this is going to be, I think, a short episode of the podcast uh, due to my um, scheduling brilliance. <laughs> but that's okay. It's all right. It's been a fruitful time. Thanks, guys, for sitting in. Yeah. And uh, so, let's do this. I'm Nate Larkin. I'm Newton Dominey. And I'm Jamie Bennett. And uh, we'll see you next time here on the Pirate Month Podcast. <laughs>